Hail Dictinus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. We have come as far as we have because we are the cleverest creatures to have ever lived on Earth. But if we are to continue to exist, we will require more than intelligence. We will require wisdom. Welcome to Climate Witches, the 240th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of David Attenborough. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frostwaltz Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Mary Meet. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother, and we are Jacksonless. We are Jacksonless. No Jackson tonight. No Jackson tonight. We might get him one more time before he leaves. Before he leaves for his adventure abroad yep. across the pond. Yep. We shall but have to see. Not tonight. All right. Starting with housekeeping. It is our first recording of the month. Yep. So. Welcome to August. Yes. <laughs> Can you believe it's August? <laughs> no. So uh, as the first uh, recording of the month, we have to read the names of all the patrons. So. Heidi Hints. There are 36 kittens. Thank we you, kittens. We love you, kittens. There are 22 cats, and their names are Stephanie Danielson, Annalise Scharfenberger, Jeremy Glazenhart, Renjamin, Tiffany Kozash, Ebby, Nikki Norcross, Renee N., Amber Stark, Kelly Burt, Nova Misko, Annabelle Lee, Rose Shepard, Candy Russell, The Dryad, Claire K.R. Miller, Kelly Burt, Shakora, Rebecca Hillman, Quinn Ann ASMR, Cindy Barrick, and Skye. We love you, cats. Thank you, cats. There are 56 hunters, and their names are Heather Doyle, Ames of Ashland, Kawasu Tanku, Amara Sapphirewolf, Dwyer, Kellen Tasber, Sarah Goff, Leanne Gee, Scout, Lisa N., Heather Weidman, Annie Ray, Tom Warfell, Brandon Adair, C.J. Kaufman, Hexaluna, Mary Rose, Misa Skye, Asipiter, Ivy Rose, Cameron Grant, Ashley Ann, Don Taylor, Maharet, Talia Franks, Knight Ryan, Druidic Heart, Daughter of Oak, Mach 2556, Alicia Noble, Precious Fire, Roanoke the Wiccan Wizard, Samwise the Blonde, Charlene Hughes, Goddess Incognito, Rhiannon M. Gray, La Petite Poison, Loriana Lee Knapp, Melissa Gerben, Maddie Kunes, Kai Oakenshield, Ryan Hopkins, Roshala and Dasvid, David Dashifan Keys, Zamina Kokoro, Chris Colibri, Sky Bierce, Jim Two Snakes, Sarenth Odinson, Ushi Ursa, Finn, Alyssa Addy, Ray Lathrop, Dahlia Darge, Jessica Jones, and Charles Howison. We love our hunters. Thank you, hunters. There are eight leopards, and their names are Michaela Bellapersh, Jody Cozy, Luna, Kimberly Squeaky Reynolds, Alex Robinson, Eleanor Faithful, Gemma Atkinson, and Gary Bearstorm. We love you, leopards. Thank you, leopards. There are seven tigers, and their names are Yuki Quinn, M.B. Strang, Around Grandfather Fire, Weavers of the Web ATC, Kelly and Jim, Amanda Hicks, and Crystal of Apothecary Tees. We love you, tigers. Thank you, tigers. We have one panther, and their name is Laurel Jade. We love you, panther. Thank you, singular panther. And we have two jaguars. And their names are Silver Wolf Arrow and Justin Stanage. Thank, Thank you, you, Jaguars. Okay, that is all of the patrons. Any other housekeeping we need to do? Not that I have this week. Okay, then we are housekept. 
and House Swept. And we are today doing an episode about the climate crisis. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) We tricked you. It's a politics episode. Sort of. And there's also witchy stuff in here. There's witchy stuff in here because... As witches, pagans, druids, heathens, and right. people of the magical persuasion, we are, in fact, stewards. Mm-hmm. And this is a subject which should be of yeah, great concern to us. We, we are, you know, we are caretakers of the earth. We are part of the earth. We mm-hmm. are worshippers, many, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the earth, or at least if not necessarily worshipping the earth. We want to preserve and honor, We uh, maybe that's a better, we yep. honor the earth. Yep. Right? As our home, as a deity for some of us. Yep. It, it is important that we pay attention to what is going on with the climate and... And that we work to we work. improve the situation. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Which is a big task. It is. But fortunately, there are many, many people working on it. There are. And I think... One thing I always like to start off when we start talking about, you know, climate change and Mm -hmm. the earth and how we need to uh, care for the earth and and be uh, mindful of these things. Mm -hmm. We also have to remember, truly, what we are looking after is our own environment. Yes. Our natural habitat, right? (laughs) Our natural habitat and that of the animals and plants and... Mm -hmm. With which we cohabitate. And live within, mm-hmm. not above. Mm-hmm. Um, we This is our habitat. This is our, our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And the Earth, the planet itself, will be fine. Yeah. Uh, Elle says, the Earth will survive this. We may not. Exactly. exactly. That is always my point. It, the Earth itself will be fine. I think I, I think I remember getting into an argument about this with someone at one of our very early interviews. Probably. Um, who was focused, I guess, more on the the loss of habitat and mm-hmm. the loss of the, the danger to the earth as an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the earth will be fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it is we who will die. Yeah. And like when I say the earth will be fine, you know, if, if for some reason we destroy our own ecosystem. Yeah, a new one a will new arise. A new one will arise. This has happened before. Yeah. This is this has happened before, but the difference is mm-hmm. this time it's our own making. It's of our own making. <laughs> we did this to ourselves. Yes, because as you know, science has shown that over time, you know, the climate does change. There are earth, there are different catastrophic events that have happened over the history of the Earth mm-hmm. that is that have caused the climate to change and mm-hmm. caused ecosystems to change and species to be uh, wiped out and right. new ones to Extinction arise. Events. Extinction events. But the problem is, with humanity, we're very, very clever. Mm-hmm. We're very clever. And we have come up with many, many wonderful things, many mm-hmm. inventions to improve our lives. Right. And I don't want to at all um, disparage, disparage that. No. that progress or exactly. the science that brought us to this point. Progress um, is very important. We have had massively improved mortality rates, mm-hmm. massively improved infrastructure, mm-hmm. which has allowed us to support larger populations mm-hmm. uh, resulting from our improved mortality rates. We have our technology. Right. A lot we... of our technology is essential to life. Yep. Um, we are able to communicate with people all across the world mm-hmm. because of this innovation. Um, knowledge transfer has uh, accelerated exponentially. Of course, mm-hmm. this has also allowed misinformation to accelerate exponentially. Yes, we do have the good with the bad. Uh-huh. 
the the progress we have made as humans has been good yes. for us, right? I, I would consider those things a net good. Exactly. However, mm-hmm. there are also consequences for some of the methods employed yes. by our advancement. And there are, we know that there are mm-hmm. better ways to do these things. Yes. And that's the thing is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's either the path of least resistance. Right which will usually lead to lining someone's pockets as well. Some very specific pockets Some that we'll talk about later. Pockets. <laughs> to have progress with where whether it is about power or agriculture mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, we are talking about when you are looking toward something that's going to both advance humanity Mm -hmm. and protect the ecosystem, Mm -hmm. that can relate to expensive and a little bit more challenging for some. Here's the thing. They are no more expensive than other Mm -hmm. shit we're doing. That's true. We're just, the the powers that be Mm. are choosing to prioritize other things. Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime... The money is there. The money is there. We're just not putting it in the right place. Exactly. That is very true. And so, you know, we have we have created the system mm-hmm. that is harming the ecosystem, that is causing mass extinctions of mm-hmm. plants and, uh, and insects and, and animals animal species and bird species and all... all Spe- species of all kinds. Species of all kinds. And that is something that we need... To address, you and could. I mean, you to could care about. You could make an argument, and the argument has been made by, especially some scientists, that we are already in a mass extinction yeah. event. Yeah. In fact, you can make an argument, and I don't want to get into like an eco-fash territory here. Right. Don't be an eco-fascist. No. Don't be any kind of fascist. No. But you can make an argument that humanity, as we are currently operating mm-hmm. across the world, mm-hmm. is a mass extinction event. Mm-hmm. The damage that we are perpetrating to our ecosystem has caused a vast number of extinctions. Most of which we are not aware of at all. Yeah. We have lost coral reefs. We have lost insects. We have lost... We are in danger of losing bumblebees, honeybees. and essential pollinators. Essential pollinators. And we have already lost insects that were essential pollinators. So here's how ecosystems work, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like just real basic outline. Mm -hmm. Um, Various species in an ecosystem are interdependent on one another. Mm -hmm. So if one of them goes extinct, it's very likely that several other species that are reliant on that species will also Mm -hmm. go extinct. Mm -hmm. So if a a species of pollinator goes extinct, there are likely to be plants who rely solely on that pollinator for the survival of their species. So then that plant goes extinct. There's likely to be some herbivore that is reliant on that plant Mm -hmm. for its diet. Mm -hmm. That species then goes extinct. There's likely to be a predator who is reliant on that herbivore for its diet. That predator then goes extinct. And in the meantime, we have things like deforestation, Mm -hmm. excessive hunting, fishing, or poaching, Mm -hmm. over-harvesting of wild plant species, which which is is something witches are notoriously guilty of. Huge problem with with people who, you know, and I'm speaking as an herbalist, as Mm -hmm. a witch, who who enjoys both growing my plants, but also when I have the opportunity to wild harvest, Mm -hmm. things like that. And we do have to do that with responsibility and mindfulness that we have to leave more than we take. And too many witches and pagans are not trained in mm-hmm. responsible foraging. Mm-hmm. So that's something that as as pagans, as witches, mm-hmm. we do need to make sure that, that 
we are honoring nature. We are yeah. honoring the plants and and the earth that we are working with for our witchcraft and our and our rituals. Yeah, being a witch or a pagan does not give you more right to just take something from the environment than yeah. anyone else. Exactly. The other thing that we have uh, also seen that you know is a problem is. Uh, uh, invasive species being invi- uh, mm-hmm. you know brought into an area you know somebody this has been going on for decades, generations generations, generations centuries. hundreds centuries where uh, a colonizing force will come in and they'll bring their or animals or even just traders or traders Sometimes, often this happens accidentally yeah. oh yeah uh, but they'll bring in their animals or they'll bring in their plants mm-hmm. or their favorite vegetables or things of that nature it's been going on for time in memoriam mm-hmm. but it will then cause it, it it outperforms the local yes, species. Yes, exactly. And so then the local species and the local flora and fauna get choked out mm-hmm. and replaced. Yeah. We see that in, um, like when I was in college in Florida, kudzu was yes, a El, huge El, problem. Elsa's fucking kudzu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was brought in, you know, because it looked cool, you know. It's from it's, China, natively. You know, and it, it looked pretty hanging on pots and, mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. But now it's covering everything. Yeah, it, it outperforms yep. basically everything in the American South. Yeah, it's very hard to get rid of. And in its native environment in China, they're extremely well adapted to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they eat kudzu. Mm-hmm. They make all kinds of... You can make fabric out of kudzu. You can make, like, baskets out of kudzu. Kudzu is a very useful plant, but it outperforms outside of its native environment. Mm -hmm. In North America, it is an invasive species. Yep, yep. So these are the things that are just part of the whole issue Mm -hmm. of environmental... Impact. Impact. That we, as a species, have been having for... Well, millennia, <laughs> but especially it has it has grown exp- since the industrial age exponentially since the yeah since the industrial age the last hundred and hundred fifty years yeah and um, it is just it's accelerated and as our improvements and as our our advancements you know continue to move forward mm-hmm. accelerate accelerate we need to be mindful of what the impact is so that we can well. Try to forestall, right? Or so we reverse. can mitigate. Yeah, mitigate, forestall, or reverse mm-hmm. the damage that has already been caused and prevent future damage. Yeah. One of the things we got to talk about here is the way that we, as a society, as the public, have mm-hmm. been lied to, manipulated, and duped. Mm-hmm. So curbside recycling, that like mm-hmm. the plastic recycling, right. started in the '60s or '70s. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Plastic recycling was a scam basically from the moment they invented it. Mm-hmm. And they knew it was a scam from the moment they invented mm-hmm. it. It is cheaper for companies to create new plastic, so they do that instead. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of recycled plastic is not converted into Mm-mm. anything. No, it gets dumped into landfills. Mm-hmm. It gets dumped into to waterways. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's because it has been improperly sorted. Sometimes it's because it's been contaminated in some way. But the vast majority of the time, it's just because it is cheaper for these companies mm-hmm. not to reuse the plastic that you recycle. Mm-hmm. So they've spent, it's now 2023, started in, let's say the 1970s. Let's be generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 50 years. Mm-hmm. 50 years that companies have been telling us it's our fault 
that the environment is degrading, mm-hmm. that it's our fault for using so much plastic, which they force us to use because it's the only thing they give us as an option. Mm-hmm. And then when they shame us into using uh, recycling initiatives and we work really hard and we, we you know, do everything in our power to recycle our, our necessary plastic mm-hmm. that because that's the only way we can get the products that they sell, uh, they don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So recycling initiatives from the very beginning yeah. were just a fucking scam. Now that doesn't mean that we don't uh, try to use some of the the new ideas that are out there. You know, they've got, you know, instead of using paper towels, you use, you know, bamboo cloths or, or things like that. And sure. Find other sustainable find solutions. Other sustainable find things solutions. that don't involve plastic at all. Because yeah. plastic recycling is a scam. Yeah. It does not fucking work. And they wasted 50 years mm-hmm. on trying to convince us that that was the solution. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... It's not. Mm-hmm. And this is your reminder that companies have known that this was inevitable. Companies have known about the climate crisis for decades. Yeah. That's why really... They did the research. Yeah. Really, the recycle, reuse, repurpose mm-hmm. is really for yourself. Yeah. You know, if there's something that you On can... a corporate level, it's no. not happening. Yeah. It's really... If you can use something again, if you can repurpose something mm-hmm. again, if you can recycle old clothes things to be, in your home yeah, in your home to yeah. be washcloths and and things of that nature like i i like to use my jars that i buy mm-hmm. i save them for other purposes yeah you know and if you can find another use for the plastic in your home mm-hmm. that's great mm-hmm. but sending it to a recycling center i'm yeah. sorry doesn't it's it doesn't gonna, help it's gonna basically most of it's gonna go it'll go straight to a landfill yeah. as if you would put it in your garbage yeah now there are some companies who do recycle they, who very, use very recycled few. plastic, but their te- their products tend to be a little more expensive uh-huh. because uh, using recycled plastic or other recycled materials is is more expensive. It's for a them more to costly create. process. Yeah, it's the more it is costly cheap process. to create new plastic. Yeah, so that's why if you do buy recycled paper towel or toilet mm-hmm. paper or whatever, it's going to be more expensive. And with inflation, it's just going to get more and mm-hmm. more expensive. Um, that doesn't mean don't do it. Just be aware that, you know, the few companies that are doing it mm-hmm. are just outmatched by the ones who are perpetrating the, <laughs> the crimes, the, the, crimes yes. the, the original lie. Yeah, the the vast yeah. society-altering lie yeah. that they have been feeding us for decades. Yeah. So use, use, recycle, reuse, renew, whatever. Yeah, but on a local on scale. On a local scale. Use it for yourself, for your family, for your friends. Yeah. And make a, it a local And effort. accept and understand that that recycling mm-hmm. is not going to be the thing that fixes this. Right. It's not going to have a huge impact, but it will it will impact your sphere of influence. It's your personal environment. Yep, whatever. Do whatever you want for your personal environment. Yep. What I'm saying is we're now dealing with the climate on a global scale. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we now need global solutions. Yep. And recycling is not even close to being part of the equation. Yep. Now, I did want to share, because I, I did a number of years ago write a, yes. a, an article for the Three Pagans and Cat blog. If you want to read it, it's called Healing Earth Mother Employing Natural Climate Solutions. I wrote this in, on January 15th of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right before. Right before the whole world shut down. Uh-huh. But one of the things that I uh, found was that um, the NASA website, they have uh, yeah, a NASA lot has of actually, information. NASA has actually put a lot of uh, work in on climate studies. A lot of research, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of information available if you want to go check out their information about climate change mm-hmm. and 
what has been happening over time um, because they, they put the money and the time and the effort into the research. Yep. Um, but a few things that they want us to know about climate change is that the planet is experiencing a rise in surface temperature. That yes. is not a myth. It's it's not even a debate. It's not a debate. It's not a political ploy. Yeah. It's a scientific fact. It's, it's as close to a fact as science gets. Yep. Yep. We're, we're almost at like, this is gravity levels of fact. Yeah, they're, they're just, I think it's something like if you, you know, because there's this whole myth that the climate scientists don't agree with each other. No, the climate scientists they do. agree. They do agree. Sometimes they disagree about the extent. Yes. About the, like, how fast the warming is going mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. or how, how severe the climate uh, change will be. Mm-hmm. But they all agree that it's happening. Yes. And, 90, and why it's happening. 90 to 95% of climate scientists are in agreement. Yeah. It's just the minutia mm-hmm. that they might disagree on. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. the specific details. Yeah. Um, so number two, the oceans have absorbed a lot of this heat, warming more than 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit since 1969. Now, the problem with that is because the oceans have been absorbing that heat, the ice sheets are shrinking at an extraordinary rate, which means, this is number four, mm-hmm. glaciers are disappearing around the globe, around the Alps, the Himalayas, the Andes, the Rockies, Alaska, and Africa. As a result of this, number five, sea levels are rising and they have risen eight inches in the last century. However, the rate of the last two decades is nearly double that of the last century and is accelerating slightly every year. They now think that by 2100, so 60 to 70 years from now, the ocean levels will have risen by at least one foot. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, then- and this is that's one of those issues that like it feels comparatively minor if you're inland. If you're on a coast, this is not a minor problem. Mm-hmm. No, this is not a minor problem. And it's causing beach erosion. It's mm-hmm. causing uh, problems with the, our coral reefs. It's causing yeah. major weather events, extreme weather events because of the rising temperatures. But it's also lowering temperatures around the world creating intense rain and so we're seeing heavier storms and more tsunamis and uh, more frequent frequent, and more severe weather incidents yes more frequent more severe and to be clear that's not just storms Mm -mm. like this year's record heat waves Mm -hmm. are a result of the climate crisis Mm -hmm. the expanding length of wildfire danger periods that is a result of the climate crisis canada i believe is still on fire it is and uh, there were fires all over the Mediterranean as well this month. Like, and that shit is a res- is a direct result of global warming and the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. These are these are unmistakable symptoms. <laughs> yep, exactly. These are realities. This mm-hmm. is you know, and for those you know, there are people who are going to deny that because you know and they those don't people trust are science. delusional <laughs> and have their heads in the sand. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it's still a, a reality. It is still a fact mm-hmm. that this is something that has happened, that is happening. Right. That is in process. That is in process. And we, humanity, mm-hmm. because of our approach to the environment, to our ecosystem, mm-hmm. and how we have have managed it. Right. Or not managed or it. Or not managed it. We are directly responsible for the threat to our own lives. 
yep. essentially, yep. when it comes to the climate and our environment and what it means for our ecosystem. A couple of good comments here mm-hmm. uh, in the Discord. L says, nothing we as individuals are do is going to fix this. The problem is, as Otis suggesting, mostly if not entirely corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very so, true. Now we're going to talk a little bit of numbers. Not a ton, because I didn't want to overload us with numbers, but I think it's important to know that the top 10% of people with wealth, that is people and corporations, bear in mind that there are individual people involved here, Mm -hmm. and that I 100% blame them as much as the corporations. Mm -hmm. 10%, the top 10% of wealth in the world has contributed to half of all emissions worldwide. Mm Mm-hmm. The top 1% of wealth has contributed more than half of all of the least contributing members worldwide, mm-hmm. right? So like, and, and this is one of the reasons that climate crisis is, is described as an inequality accelerator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are most at fault for the climate crisis, the 1 and 10%, yep. Uh, most wealthy people on earth. The people who could put the money into what The people we need, who could easily. Who could easily. Trivially. Barely touching their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Fund massive changes mm-hmm. to our infrastructure. For water, for electricity. For everything. For infrastructure, for everything. For everything. For food. All over the world. So that there would no, be no food scarcity. Uh-huh. I mean. And for everything all for over everything. the world. The people most responsible for the crisis we are in are the most insulated from Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. They can spend yet more money to make sure that they never have to feel the effects of the climate crisis. While the people who are least at fault for the climate crisis, especially people in undeveloped or developing countries, Mm -hmm. or especially in the global south, are most likely to suffer severe consequences up to just death. Mm -hmm. just dying as a result of the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. And that top 10 to 1% do not care. You can tell because they have spent no money to try to fix it. And in Mm -hmm. fact, they have spent money lobbying the government so that they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. These These are the problems that we are legitimately all of us facing. Yes, we need to hugely tax the wealthy Mm-hmm. and then use the wealth that we take from them. Let's be honest about it. Just take wealth mm-hmm. that they have not earned. Uh, take that wealth and redistribute it to climate initiatives. Mm-hmm. That's what we should be doing. That would be the easiest solution to our problem. Mm-hmm. Elle says, God forbid they experience one single consequence. Yeah. Right. Do you believe in the power of the sacred fire? Join us on Around Grandfather Fire, a podcast where we discuss spirituality, mythology, animism, and culture around a digital fire. We'll be talking about witchcraft, paganism, heathenry, and all the other forms of spiritual expression that you can imagine. If you love hearing about how people practice their faith, how they use it to connect with others and to make sense of the world around them, and if you like to laugh while doing it, then this is the podcast for you. You can listen to Around Grandfather Fire on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Hail Dictinus! Hail Dictinus! <laughs> yay, Jim! Uh, yay, Jim. Elle says yay, Jim in the Discord. <laughs> Thank you, Elle. Okay, so one of the things I did want to bring out or speak about is that we do have a voice, you know, as 
a people when we are voting and right as what, a society as a society the money that we spend and where we spend it so there are different things that we can do it may be difficult but you know it, and it is difficult but these are things to keep in mind um, as far as the larger problem goes first of all we encourage and demand through our votes that uh, what sustains current environmental protection laws uh, remain and that new laws and, that they be strengthened. And, and they be strengthened new laws new legislation to protect our wetlands preserves and our natural areas and encourage other governments to do the same and more importantly than that we demand that the organizations which enforce those laws mm -hmm. are properly funded because without mm -hmm. enforcement those laws are meaningless exactly we restore when uh, something is removed, when a forest is removed, we plant a new one. We safeguard our waters and, and our also, rivers. And also, we remove fewer forests because planting exactly. a new forest is not the same thing as having the old forest. Exactly. It takes centuries to mm -hmm. get a forest back up to full utility. That's the thing we have to remember is that when we do cut down our forests... Yeah, planting new trees doesn't fix it. Right, because our forests are literally the lungs of this planet. Mm -hmm. We require and rely on that for our, our very existence when it comes to breathing. Right. They provide they oxygen. Provide. Also, they sequester carbon. Mm -hmm. So they are essential mm -hmm. to the process of and decarbonizing the planet. Yep. And it is actually a reciprocal process because as they provide oxygen, we provide what they need. Right. Uh, carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide in order to continue growing. And so it's this cycle of life between mm -hmm. all of us. We're quite symbiotic with We're trees. We're symbiotic with trees. And we are chopping them down and burning them down. And at unprecedented at, rates. Exactly. So while no, planting new ones is, is right. not, it, it is a start. But the real big thing that we need to do is to halt. Yeah, we need to stop cutting down we so need many to goddamn stop trees. Stop cutting down and, and just laying waste mm -hmm. to our forests. Um, not to mention just the... the complete devastation of local ecosystems. Mm -hmm. Forests are extremely complex ecosystems. Yep. As I said, uh, also, we need to safeguard our rivers, our lakes mm -hmm. from pollutants and runoff from manufacturing plants. Especially because with climate crisis mm -hmm. changing the environment and especially the temperature, mm -hmm. we are seeing lowering the levels of, of fresh water. Mm -hmm. The oceans are rising and fresh water is sinking. Mm -hmm. So we need as many of our freshwater sources as humanly possible, mm -hmm. and I do mean humanly possible, to be pure. Mm -hmm. And there is there was a really interesting uh, documentary film, which I don't remember the name of now, but it talks about the fact that companies like Dasani mm -hmm. are actually draining yeah. our natural springs. Yep. That ha that's happening here in Michigan. Yeah, I know. As well Nestle, as Nestle. Yeah. Oh yeah, all of the water all companies. Of, all of the water companies are draining our Yeah, that's our, where a lot of the water is our going. water and they're going into bottles mm -hmm. and being sold when water should, you know, should be a universal right. Be a universal right. Mm -hmm. So that is something we also need to to understand is that those companies are actually draining the, the water, the fresh water that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't believe them if they tell you they're sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, we need to protect species that are that are endangered. Mm -hmm. We Obviously, we've spoken about this already. We need to be careful when we're wildcrafting. When we're creating a garden, we need to make sure that our local biosphere supports what we're planting. Yes, ideally you should... And not bringing in yeah. uh, plants that are uh, going to be 
taking over. Plant a native garden. Yeah. And if you have any ability to, if you aren't fucking shackled by an HOA, turn your lawn into a native biosphere. Absolutely. That, that was, is extremely valuable work. That was one of the best things I loved mm-hmm. about our uh, yard at our previous house. Yeah, a lot of it was natural. It was all I, I did very little yeah. to it. I, I had my own plant. I made a little garden mm-hmm. and I made a little flower bed. I plant, you know, I had some uh, herbs that I put in pots, mm-hmm. but the rest of it, I let grow. Yep. Just as it, as it would. Yeah. And it just had all kinds of natural... Fruits and flowers. Uh, Fruits and and flowers and things that uh, just continue to grow every year and were Mm -hmm. just a gift, really. Yeah. Little bees and bugs and dragonflies Mm -hmm. and all kinds of shit. It was great. There was a little groundhoggy creature. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had a hawk one year. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. A lot of bats. A lot of bats. (laughs) It's Um, great what can happen when you don't have a little manicured lawn. And this was in the middle of the city. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, as long as you- rabbits. Yeah, as long- Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, so as long as you are not shackled by an HOA, mm-hmm. turn your yard into a, a native biosphere. Yeah, because you'll not only have something beautiful and you can wild harvest from mm-hmm. that. Um, but you'll be helping to support and restore mm-hmm. what should be the native plants in your area. Mm-hmm. And help other species as well. Uh-huh, who are reliant on those. Mm-hmm. And then we do encourage, we need to encourage the government to divert money from fossil fuels into natural climate solutions. Yes. Because we have so many Yes. We've spent decades working on alternative fuel Mm -hmm. and power sources. We've got solar. We've got wind. We've got electric. We've got all kinds of Mm -hmm. options Mm -hmm. that we are just not properly implementing. I wrote this article in 2020. Right. There's been progress since then. And in 2020... Not the United States was leading in this. Mm -hmm. Costa Rica Mm -hmm. was leading in this. They have aggressively been doing what they can to restore their native habitats, Mm -hmm. to cut down their uh, emissions, to use natural uh, solutions for power, for uh, to make to build up their infrastructure. This is this is possible. The Mm -hmm. small, the small, tiny little country of Costa Rica is leading the way, mm-hmm. whereas larger countries that are these, you know, huge supposed powerhouses. supposed powerhouses are lagging in the very back. And it's because there's no political will in these countries mm-hmm. to do this. This is why I say, like, it's not really about not having the money. It's not really about these things being mm-hmm. expensive. It's about a lack of political will. Yeah. And the lack of political will isn't even in the populace. This is the thing that's really frustrating. I 100% do agree with Gwyn. We should be voting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, always vote. Vote Democrat. Vote Green Party in or or independent mm-hmm. uh, in small local election elections. Mm-hmm. But in major elections, at least in the United States, you have to vote Democrat. That's the only way anything gets done. And let's face it, because the the conservatives that are in you know right are a death cult. They right now, yeah, <laughs> current, they the, the current. Are. Cadre. The current cadre of, of conservatives uh, is we a know right-wing as Republicans is a red-wing death cult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's just the situation. MAGA if you disagree, is, sorry, go away. Yeah, MAGA is a fascist group. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, actually, well, actually, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sorry. sorry. I'm not sorry. Those are just facts. Those and are you facts. You just have to, you know, grapple with that. Yep. So, so, like, you don't have to like Democrats. I fucking hate Democrats. But vote for them anyway in the major yeah. elections. Yeah. Small local elections, like your mayors, your school board, that kind of thing, you can vote more, more left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Because our government in the United States mm-hmm. and other, other contemporary countries, yeah. Canada, the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Russia, Russia, 
China in these countries, the politicians are only nominally reliant on our desires, mm-hmm. right? They are reliant on us for votes to get into office, and that's all they're reliant on us for. Mm-hmm. They don't have to listen to us, and so they don't. Once they're in office, we can't do anything to make them comply. Mm-hmm. We can yell at them, we can send them mail, we can call their offices, uh, and we should do those things. We should and must do those things, and mm-hmm. we should make clear that they will stop getting our votes if they don't do what we want. But, unfortunately, they are driven by 1% to 10% wealth donors. Mm-hmm. Those people give them massive campaign contributions and private parties and private flights, which are, by the way, massively ex- uh, expensive in terms of environmental damage. Look at look at look at our fucking Supreme Court, mm-hmm. right? And uh, all the gifts mm-hmm. that those people have received, right? That infiltrates so yeah. many levels of our highest political office that we functionally do not live in a democracy. Mm-hmm. We live in an oligarchy yeah. with the yeah. trappings of democracy. Yeah. So vote because you have to. Mm-hmm. It's your civic responsibility. And if you don't do it, there's no hope of getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Small incremental change is at least yeah. within our grasp through voting. But for the kind of large scale change that we need, I don't know that voting will get us there. And I don't know how we get there. One thing I do think is I think generate was it Generation Z? Gen Z is Gen currently Z? teens and early twenties. Okay, as they become voters, mm-hmm. I think we're going to start hopefully with their uh, with their, their votes, initiative with their initiative that we might start moving toward being able to elect officials who are one not More actually left. Yeah, actually left and not geriatric. No God, offense wouldn't that to be na- uh, no full full okay, offense. Full offense to everybody. Mitch McConnell should not be in office. No, definitely not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we need to have more progressive and younger mm-hmm. people who actually give a shit about this planet and this who, country. Who have an investment because they're going to be in it for yes. more than the next five years. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we can't lay it all at their feet. We got to do our part mm-hmm. now. Yes. You know? Yes. Now. Now. Absolutely. Like yesterday. <laughs> we need. Yes. We need to do our part through voting and through what we can do mm-hmm. uh, to support and encourage and embrace taking care of our ecosystem. Yeah. You know, and and our environment and realizing that these are all very serious issues that are not going to go away. Yeah. Because they were talking about this back when they started Earth Day, you know, in 1960, whatever, when I was a child, they've been talking about this problem and it has just gotten exponentially worse and worse and because worse. Because they've just passed the because buck. Because they've passed the buck. The people responsible who did the research mm-hmm. and found that the results did not favor their profits mm-hmm. just lied. They just lied. They just hid that. Or ignored it. And then they passed the buck on to us, the, mm-hmm. the average consumer, the average person. Mm-hmm. We're only framed as consumers under fucking capitalism. Um, the average human being mm-hmm. and told us it was our fault and that we should fix it. And we believed them. Yeah. Now, here's some things to check out. I really love the movie Kiss the Ground. They have Mm -hmm. a documentary that talks about different initiatives that can be done to help climate change, to help restore environment, Mm -hmm. to help uh, increase agriculture production so that there's more food being produced. Right. Because, by the way... This last year, mm-hmm. July, this, sum- this summer, mm-hmm. um, because the heat has been so extreme, mm-hmm. we've seen 30% loss of food. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Because harvests are failing. Yep. They're getting burned out. 
So go to kisstheground.com. They they have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. There's a like I said, there's a really good documentary film that I encourage everyone to watch. They are um, promoting things like agroforestry, which uh, examines the core systems and practices of creating an ecosystem based on the the natural landscape and the trees and the, you know, how you were talking about chickens yes. uh, and ducks. Uh, in, and, in the pre-recording. In their pre, you know, in the pre-recording, talking about the fact that, um, you know. Medieval peasants. Medieval peasants would allow their chickens and their ducks and different things to. to and the pigs. Kind of, and the pigs to roam freely on their property. Mm-hmm. And it was all part of the ecosystem. No, not even on their property. Yeah. In the commons. In the commons. And it helped sustain the entire area. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the kind of the concept behind this. And it's regenerative. It builds soil health. It increases on-farm resiliency. And it does mitigate the effects of climate change. I also want to really emphasize that we need to aggressively pursue land back strategies. Mm-hmm. So Land Back is an indigenous initiative, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the situation is in other countries where the indigenous peoples have also been mm-hmm. pushed out of their territory. Mm-hmm. But Land Back is an indigenous initiative mm-hmm. to reacquire control of territory that was never ceded mm-hmm. and that was stolen by the government so that they can properly steward that land. Yes. Because that, and, that's, and, and I that's wanna, what needs to happen. And now... As a white person, I'm going to address the concerns that white people always bring up about land back. You're not going to be kicked off your off your land. You're not going to be kicked out of your property. You might just pay taxes to a different person, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the tribe will have some kind of control over um, how that land is managed and maintained. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. In support of... Yeah. Solving the climate crisis. Exactly. And <laughs> and inc- also... Increasing productivity of and, farms. And also the essential sovereignty of indigenous tribes. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. address as much as possible, as much as you can in your... Like, there's probably a land back initiative in your area. Find out what you can do to support them. Yep. Support them in, in your government. Tell your local representatives you support land back. Give the land back initiatives money mm-hmm. do whatever you can because that i think is one of the mm-hmm. keys of solving this problem mm-hmm. another thing that kiss the ground talks about is regenerative agriculture mm-hmm. which actually puts nutrients and in, in back into the soil and uh creates healthier farms and healthier land but it also drags the things you know what is it in the in the 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 gases the greenhouse gases. the greenhouse gases drags the green the excess greenhouse mm-hmm. gases down into the soil mm-hmm. properly the way the earth is actually designed meant to and designed function. to do it is the earth is actually meant to be a a warehouse mm-hmm. of those gases and and nutrients and so that it then helps feed the the crops yeah. and the grasses nitrogen and the nitrogen and, yeah. and all those things that are building up in our atmosphere mm. that are not supposed to be there yeah. can actually through proper farming be really useful in the really soil useful in the soil and create better uh, agricultural opportunities mm-hmm. and better so, outputs better outputs in smaller amounts of land yes exactly so one of the things that we need to start moving away from mm-hmm. is, you know, the industrial farm. Yep. Start getting back into understanding how the land works. Yep. And supporting local farmers, smaller farmers. Yep. 
Um, and that's, and, like I said, also part of the land back initiative. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, if we, you know, if we take the take these things back, mm-hmm. we can actually help resolve many of these issues. It will take time. Oh, yeah. You know, this it's going to be a progress. This is going to be, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. But if we can restore and renew the the ground, you know, and the forests and the things that actually help preserve our ecosystem and our biosphere, we will then preserve our future generations. Right. Our ability to even have a our, society. Our ability to even have a society and the animals and the plants and the and the creatures the ecosystem the ecosystem that are also a part of it that we share this Mm -hmm. world with and who are you know we're symbiotic with all of these things right Mm -hmm. we we are all essential for each other's yeah that's the thing i think you know and there are certain religions (laughs) that have this concept of being masters of Mm -hmm. the land and dominators of Mm -hmm. the land instead of being part of it instead of being partners with it. Yeah. I think even stewardship is the wrong way to frame it. Yeah, stewardship is the wrong word. It should be partnership. It should be partnership. We are part of this ecosystem. We need to act as though we are within it, Mm -hmm. not outside of it. Yeah. Because as long as we continue to act outside of it, we are not only destroying other species. Right, we're not just killing them. We're not just killing them. We're killing us too. We're ultimately, in the end, killing ourselves. We're just going slower. Yep, yep. Because and we're clever enough to work, uh, to, to find solutions. Yep. But only for the richest of us. Mm-hmm. The, the poorest are already dying. Mm-hmm. So You could almost argue that the climate crisis is a kind of undirected genocide. Mm-hmm. So that's why... I think it's important for us to remember as climate witches. Right. That that also makes us eco-witches. You know, it, it makes us, we are responsible mm-hmm. for what we put out into this earth, right? What we put out into this world, the energy that right. that we share through our, through our lives, through our magic, mm-hmm. through our whatever we are doing, it all affects and impacts yeah, we're always talking about this, about this how world. your magic is is going to have effects you can't directly witness, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be really conscious and responsible about your magic. You should be conscious and responsible about everything in your life. Exactly. We all live in a web. And it, Exactly. And if we all honor the earth in some way, mm-hmm. it is our home, mm-hmm. right? For me, it is also a deity. For many others, it is a different person or... or right, different expressions. Different expressions of... of uh, the earth as deity, but there it's still the earth. Right. Right? In Sometimes we, the earth is multiple people. Yes, multiple people. We need to honor that in the way we live upon it. And within it. And within it. Exactly. So, yeah, there are these basic things that we can do in our own little sphere. Right. Remembering, of course, that this isn't going to solve the problem, but no. it may make your sphere healthier. Yes, make your sphere healthier for you your children, your family, your friends, So your that you neighbors. can have the energy to go fight the 1%. That's right. So, of course, you know, it's the basics. Invest in things that are, are reusable. Right. Try not to use the plastic bags. Try to use the canvas mm-hmm. or the, the bamboo things that are yeah. out there for, you know, for straws instead of plastic straws. Use uh, the reusable straws that sure. they now make, things like that. 
Um, Unless you need plastic straws, which plenty of people do. Yep. I'm absolutely not shaming anyone who oh, needs no. these things. Absolutely. I mean, we still use it mm-hmm. as well. You do what you can. Yeah, with, with the resources with, with you the have. With the resources you have. We, I'd say we... Shaming yourself about no. your involvement in society isn't going to help you at all. Yeah, exactly. And it's not going to help the climate either. But if, you know, if like me, you do find yourself still having to use plastic, find mm-hmm. ways to reuse it. Exactly. Exactly. Make it multi-purpose. Make it multi-purpose. Or like, Gwen will use a plastic bag like 15 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a like a little Ziploc bag. Yeah. We'll just get washed out and reused. Yep. And then, um, you know, obviously I love books. Mm-hmm. I do. I love paper. But, you know, we can also store a lot of things on our electronic devices. Nowadays. Yeah. And, um... So if we don't have to print copies, mm-hmm. if we don't have to use paper, if we can use electronics. Maybe do that instead. Maybe do that instead. Or invest in recycled paper because there are some yep. recycled papers out there. It's easier, in fact, to find recycled paper than it is to find recycled plastic. Yeah, yeah. So if you have the opportunity to buy and use recycled paper, mm-hmm. even if it costs a few pennies more. Yep. Also, it tends to have a fun texture. Yeah, there you go. And then, of course, we've already talked about you know reusing, repurposing because mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Um, save electricity by using the energy efficient light bulbs and turning lights off when you leave a room. Yes, I know it's <laughs> something your parents always harped at you about, but it really does make a difference. It really does and in both other- your power bill and in the your carbon footprint, as it were. Yep. Which, by the way, carbon footprint was another thing they made up to shame us. Yep. <laughs> if yeah, if you are lucky enough to be on in a place where you can like do wind turbines or mm-hmm. or uh, use if you can solar install panels. solar in your house if you have that yeah. then that then i encourage you if you have that kind of resource yeah. take advantage it. of it or if you have i think there are actually some states and some areas that are starting that are, to provide like tax breaks and yeah, things like that tax yeah. breaks and initiatives to change over from the traditional electric grid yeah. to uh, solar and wind. So if you live in an area that allows a, you to do that. If that's a possibility for you, yeah. If it's a possibility, like... It's probably also going to cut your power bill, so oh, that would yeah, be nice. Oh, yeah, significantly. And um, so, and like I said, some of these are actually giving grants for people to do this. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the area where you live, but it's worth investigating. Yep. Now, I know this is going to be contentious, but... For those who are interested or willing, mm-hmm. a plant-based diet is considered one that is healthier for the planet. Debatable. Debatable. That's what I said. Yeah, that one's that one's debatable. I've personally seen a lot of research that goes both ways. Yeah. So it's up to you whether you know what you think is best for your life and but, for your health and for your health. But that's a possibility. I, I personally am not a big fan of that one. Uh, which is funny because I tend not to eat a ton of meat anyway. But yeah. I just don't think it's, it's I don't think it's the magic bullet that vegans think it is. Uh, make use of public transportation where you can. If you or got it in your city. Yeah. You know. Or walk like, or bike. Or walk or bike. If that is something. Now, it's not feasible for everyone. I'm, I'm one of those people it's not feasible for. Mm-hmm. But if you have the opportunity to take advantage, then go for it. Rhiannon uh, says something that I think is a better solution than just saying, like, go plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhiannon says, depending on where your foods of choice are sourced, just do your research and shop local. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's even better. I think uh, more than, like, go plant-based, your your best way to, to reduce your impact mm-hmm. in sort of the agro-industrial... Mm-hmm sector Go is local. to shop locally yeah Sh- support, your support your local, local farmer your local butcher yep. like that's going to be locals. all the locals that's going to be much um healthier and more yep. sustainable than buy eggs from your neighbor if exactly. they have chickens exactly. you know? <laughs> and as much as possible yeah set up those kind of like community cooperation mm-hmm. 
opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rannon says, deer is much better for my diet than beef or tofu, for example, because deer are fucking everywhere. Mm -hmm. God, yeah. They are. I love venison. (laughs) (laughs) So if, you know, if you are a hunter and are hunting responsibly and Uh making use of that animal and honoring that animal's sacrifice, that is an option. And then share the meat around the community. Share the meat around the community. Uh, lower food waste when able. Donate to food kitchens, food pantries. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of food services and stores who sell overstock or imperfect foods. Yes. Gwen and I lately are going to the Dollar Tree a lot. Because uh-huh. you can get so much food there for so cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will not be good food, oh, but it will be cheap. If you can, um, I know that there are some uh, like online services that mm-hmm. you can buy. But those tend to be a little expensive. Yeah. So. And when you... so. I know everyone loves those boxes, mm-hmm. right? Those mm-hmm. del- those like monthly mm-hmm. subscription boxes. But they're not only expensive for you, they're also expensive mm-hmm. environmentally because they're shipping shit all over the place. Well, you know, and I tried some of those those box services mm-hmm. things, and every month I'd get a big box that I wouldn't know what to do with. You know, you can look in um, again at farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Find out who's local in your area. As much as possible. Grow your own. And as much as possible, even aside from food in general, just Mm -hmm. shop local. Yeah, shop local. Find your little local stores. Mm -hmm. Get your clothes local. Get your food local. Everything you possibly can get local, get local. Yeah, absolutely. That's just just the more sustainable way to do everything. Yeah, it is. And if you even have a chance to, like, if you like to eat out, Mm -hmm. find a restaurant that uses local... Local ingredients. Local ingredients. Um, The other thing is... Uh, I want to make sure that people know, like, if you're out living in a food desert or yep. you're disabled or, like, you need to use these online services for yep. whatever reason, go for it. Go for do it. Do whatever you have to do to survive. We're all out here just doing the best we can. Ultimately, like I said, yep. none of us are going to be making the individual impact no. that stops climate change. No, not at all. But we can, you know, we do what we You do can, these for you. For you. What is better for you? What could help you? And your community. And your community. Your um, family. Yeah. But don't feel shamed no. if you can't do any or, or, or all it, of these things. Exactly. These are just suggestions. This is not like a list of go out and do. Right. These are just potential things. And if you only, you know, if if one thing sounds like something you can do, then or, forget the rest and, and, and do the one thing you can do. And this is what I'm saying, though. Even if you can't do any of these yeah. things, it's okay. Yeah, it you, is. Your lack of, of commitment on this is yep. not going to be the thing that, that sinks us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, they... There's other people in we charge know, of that ship. We know who are responsible <laughs> for that. We know who's, who's piloting that we, Titanic. We have their names. <laughs> they, yep. You can find them. Just Google climate criminals. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Uh, um, so I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up probably. Oh, and there's one other website I wanted to uh, direct you to. It's actually cbsnews.com. Climate Change Myths, What Science Really Says. And it's 10 common myths about climate change change and what the science actually is telling us and i read through them and it's not you know weird propaganda bullshit bullshit. it's very very good okay good might check it out just real quick this has gone long but uh i did also come with some fun facts related to weather and witchcraft yes so i'm gonna just run through some of those real fast uh, to start to to end us on a slightly lighter note. On a happy note. <laughs> yeah. Because we are witches and we do our weather witching. Yeah. So there is an extensive history of weather witchcraft. Yes. So like in various cultures, usually there is some kind of 
um, spirit worker mm-hmm. or witchcraft or or priest figure mm-hmm. who has uh, reportedly, reputedly has some control over the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Norse, those are the Sithkona. We have stories about them doing seder mm-hmm. to start or stop storms. Mm-hmm. Um, there are rainmakers in a whole bunch of different societies, especially in Africa. There tend to be like a really established like rainmaker tradition. But one of the ones that I found that I thought was really fun was in the medieval age mm-hmm. in Europe, there were... Uh, talk of Tempestari. Mm. And Tempestari was a belief that um, mostly peasants had that there were witches out there who had made pacts with the devil. Of course. To to give them the power to cause or prevent storms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if a storm ruined your field, you would blame the Tempestari did it. Down, um, down them Tempestari. Them damn Tempestari. Um, but it was in the year, like, 800 mm-hmm. to 900. Um, that this was a really prevalent folk belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a bishop who wrote a whole letter to his uh, <laughs> to his to his local churches mm-hmm. um, explaining that no, 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 no. The devil can't control the weather. Only God controls the weather. Therefore, if there are people in your community controlling the weather, those are saints, actually. Oh, okay. So make sure your people know. That if someone in their community is controlling the weather, that's actually a miracle, and they should not condemn them as a witch. (laughs) But on that note, we do have weather witches. We do Mm -hmm. have uh, people who work exclusively or or tangentially or whatever Mm -hmm. with weather to draw rain, Mm -hmm. um, to calm storms. Mm -hmm. um, And I say we go for it, especially in these hot days. Call in the clouds. Yes, but also (laughs) bear in mind that uh, the environment has to do certain things. Yes, that is true. So, like, if it needs to rain, it's just going to rain and mm-hmm. fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I mean, if it's not raining and we need rain, done her to ask. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, like, I sometimes see, uh, especially at, like, events, which mm-hmm. will be like, no rain, no rain, trying to, like, yeah. shoo away storm clouds. And I'm just like, man, maybe it needs to rain. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> just just deal with the rain. Oh, so also at that same time that Tempestari were, were really... Mm-hmm. Um, popular, there was a belief in a place called the Land of Magonia, which was a sky kingdom peopled by sky pirates who rode storm clouds. Nice. And the peasants believed that the Magonians would make pacts, in England, would make pacts with Frankish Tempestari (laughs) to come deliver storms to their fields, and then the Magonians would descend from the sky to steal all of the ruined produce. Works for me. (laughs) I love medieval peasants. They believe the wildest shit on earth. Anyway, so the only other thing is I had is I had a little bit of weather lore. Okay. So um, this is mostly going to be... Rhiannon wants to be a sky pirate. Right? Um, So this is mostly going to be like... Um, folklore stuff that mm-hmm. you've actually heard before. Okay. So like um, red sky at morning. Uh, sailors take warning. Uh-huh. Uh, red sky at night, sailors delight. Mm-hmm. So that's actually um, based on a real effect. Mm-hmm. So um, as pressure systems move through, uh, they change the wavelength of light mm-hmm. that is visible through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Raleigh scattering. Mm-hmm. And so when the sky is red, it's because a high pressure system is in place uh, and a low pressure system means the sky isn't going to be red like that so high pressure systems tend to move from east to west so red sky 
at night, Sailor's Delight means that the high pressure system has already moved past you mm-hmm. and the low pressure system is moving in, which is which is it's calmer weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and red sky morning means a high pressure system is moving in. So take warning. So take warning, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, pay attention to those uh, those mytho- those myths. Yeah, those, those, sayings, those little folk things. Those little folk things because they are based in... Some uh, of them, yeah. Not all of them. them not all, but, but a lot of them are based in what they understood that, you know... Observation. Observation taught them about the weather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look for, look for the omens in the weather and what, you know what you can see yeah. uh, in your environment and learn to discern what it means. Study the woolly caterpillars. Study the woolly caterpillars. Are you going to have a hard winter? Mm-hmm. And get a copy of the Farmer's Almanac. The Old Farmer's yes, Almanac. Yes, the Old Farmer's Almanac. Yep. The Old Farmer's Almanac, and I'm probably I'm sure I've talked about it before mm-hmm. um, on the, the podcast, is surprisingly accurate. Yeah, I, I don't know I feel like it's it. a little bit more even than the new Farmer's Almanac. Mm-hmm. So if you have to choose between the old or the new, I prefer the old. So but yeah, you'll get lots of little wisdomy bits. Yes, lots of wisdom. But now we're going to wrap it up. So you want to find us, you can Google us with the number three and the words pagans and a cat or the number three and the letters P-A-A-C. You can also find us online at the number three pagansandacat.com where we have links to a variety of things we do, including our Patreon, where you can help support us. That's right. And you can come join me on TikTok. I mm-hmm. like to put a video out there every once in a while. Sometimes. Every, yeah, every. Every, like, I try to do it, you know, every week or so. Yeah, I was going to say, every every week or two, I yeah, think, probably yeah. you do a video. It depends on uh, what strikes my fancy. But yeah, come check that out. Go check out my, the, the old articles I have on the, yeah. on the, on the Patheos Pagan blog for Three Pagans and a Cat. Um, I was looking back through those going, hmm, <laughs> there's some good shit in here. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's everything. I think that's everything. All right. Just remember, honor the earth. Do yeah. what you can for yourself and your family. And do, yeah. Do whatever is appropriate, appropriate for, for you, for your environment and your situation. Yeah. And then yell at politicians until they comply. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And link up with whatever organization is in your area that mm-hmm. is doing stuff about the climate crisis. Because yep. these days there probably is one. Yep. KissTheGround.com. Go check it out. Uh, and Land Back. Support yes. Land Back initiatives. Support Land Back initiatives. All right. Okay. Um, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.